0: Psalm 3, Lord, how many adversaries I have, how many there are who rise up against me, how many there are who say of me, there is no help for him and his God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, you are my glory, the one who lifts up my head. I call aloud upon the Lord, and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and go to sleep, I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I do not fear the multitudes of people who set themselves against me all around. Rise up, O Lord, set me free, O my God. Surely you will strike all my enemies across the face. You will break the teeth of the wicked. Deliverance belongs to you, the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now proceed to cross the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the Israelites. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon I have given to you, as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, To the great sea in the west shall be your territory. No one shall be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Revelation, chapter 12, verses 7 through 12. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they were defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the world. He was thrown down down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven proclaiming, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our comrades has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. But they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they did not cling to life even in the face of death. Rejoice then, you heavens, and those who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you with great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. Good morning and welcome to the second Thursday of Eastertide. This is also the Feast of St. George of Cappadocia. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. The readings for St. George from the book uh, Lesser Feasts and Fasts uh, come to us from Psalm 3, Joshua 1, and finally Revelation 12. For the feast days of saints, they also include a gospel reading, but that's typically for uh, like a full service. And so I've chosen to just follow the uh, Psalm, the Old Testament, then epistle for the um, Saints' days for um, for first formation. Um, and Saint George, uh, many people think of him as slaying a dragon, um, which is why we get this reading from Revelation, I'm sure. Um, and you may know that he's the patron saint of England. Uh, his standard, his, his, um, flag was used by the crusaders. It's a white field with a red cross, um, in various, uh, kind of configurations. Um, but not very many people know about the actual St. George. The George that we know comes to us from the, um, 17th century. I've got to double check, but, um, the, uh, Toward the end of the medieval period, um, the the writer Jacob de Voragine wrote uh, a calendar of saints, and he called it the Golden Legend. The Golden Legend was based on um, actual stories of the saints, uh, on you know Catholic Roman Catholic documents, but romances and fiction and um, you know, kind of novels, medieval novels, were becoming very, very popular. This is the age when the uh, Arthurian writings were were kind of becoming popular as well. Christian de Troya, and Geoffrey um, uh, of Monmouth. Um, and so people wanted and expected um, certain embellishments. Um, and so George is possibly of most, of more if if not uh almost all of the diff- the other saints in Golden Legend got this kind of trumped up, you know, story um that, you know, stretches fact to its to its end. Um but the the way that story goes is George is a knight of Cappadocia and he um, he rescues a damsel in distress from a dragon and he saves this town and Um, That's kind of it. And the dragon's supposed to represent Satan or sin or a dragon. I I guess some people maybe believe in dragons. Um, But that's based so little off of the actual historical record that existed that uh, was passed down by the church. Uh, The George of history um, was, uh, uh, was a knight only in the sense that he was a wealthy landowner who um, could afford a horse. Um, George was born and raised in Palestine, and that's his. That's how some people know him: Saint George of Palestine. And um, as the story goes, he is one of the many soldiers who were caught up in Diocletian's persecution in 303 and 304. Um, and. What that was, was Diocletian was looking for a scapegoat for the, his failures and the failures of the Roman Empire to, you know, continue. I mean, every empire fades, and that was what was happening with Rome. And Diocletian blamed it on the Christians um, not worshipping the correct gods. And so to punish them, he um, he made it legal to go out and hunt Christians. And within the military, um, right around that year, 303, 304, Um, we get a lot of soldier saint stories because if you um, served in the military, you were then required to um, renew your oath to Caesar and to um, confess him as a kind of God, one of the gods. And a lot of the soldiers that refused to do this because they were Christian and for some amount of years, were able to serve in the military without much harassment. Um, they had risen in the ranks, and um, most of the stories that we get like Georges were officers. Uh, they, were, they were more wealthy because there were fewer of them, and they were more important, and therefore, and, and they were closer, and so they were easier targets to enforce this requirement. And in some cases, like um, Victricius of Rowen, um, we, we hear that there's competition between officers, and sometimes officers would accuse other officers of being Christians um, in order to advance before them. Um, but in George's case, we get only a little bit. It's just kind of this typical story that's repeated several times in these soldiers' stories. And he's told that he must confess Caesar as God, that he must pinch incense and and signify his fealty to not just Caesar but to the gods that he was that he represented um and george refused and um the one of the the noteworthy or unique things about george is the amount of tortures that they put him through that he survived and then had to go through again one of them was a a, a wheel of swords another was the rack another was Um, I think being boiled in hot oil, um, nothing worked until eventually it did. And I think he was beaten to death or something. Um, and the, uh, the reason that we get this dragon and all the other stuff is that, um, uh, the dragon is a symbol. It's a representation. It is a representation of sin. And George, the the saint overcoming sin, um, symbolically with spiritual warfare and the uh, the spear that he typically holds um, is also uh, a symbol it's not it's not real we don't fight with um, flesh and blood we we fight with the powers and principalities on their terms using um, authority and credibility and stuff but anyway George um, was told to confess that Apollo was the son of God and that Caesar was one of the gods, and he refused. Um, and um, it wasn't until many centuries later that the story had grown so large that it became about a dragon, and it was a, a medieval knight, not a you know fourth-century Roman knight. Um, but the George, there is a George of history. Um, it's hard to locate, but we, we do think he exists. Um, and he, he um, represents uh, you know, many soldier saints like him who um, stood up to power, stood up to their own commanders um, and refused to do what was wrong um, and refused to um, recant their faith in Jesus Christ and in, and, in uh, Jesus and in the Father. And so, um, the, um, despite all that, he becomes the patron of one of the largest empires the world has ever known. Um, he's associated with crusades, um, and, uh, that's, that's a popular version of him, but the historical version is much more complicated. He's confronting empires instead of empowering them. Um, and so George is one of the central soldier saints in uh, the Christian um, canon, I suppose. And it's this day that we celebrate his feast on April 23rd, when he was martyred around uh, the year 303. Um, Thank you for falling into First Formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel it any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. collect for saint george from the lesser feasts and fasts lord jesus christ whose cross did seal your servant george grant that we strengthened by his example and prayers may triumph to the end over all evils to the glory of your name for with the father and holy spirit you live and reign one god forever and ever amen